0: Welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Hey, how you doing? It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to Guitar Knobs. I am very happier with it's just me today, so I'm going to say with just me. I am missing all my people, my usual knobs here, Tony, uh, Jared, and, and Mike whenever he has time. So but it's not just me because guess who is on the line? I've got two. I got aces in the
1: hole. Warren Schneider, Minimetric instrument. Uh Derek from Lincoln Guitars.
0: Yeah, I got two return. I got boomerang guests on the line uh for very specific reasons and I'm really hoping uh, we we're, we're having some some Skype issues and um I'm hoping that uh, everything sounds good on the end. I'm going to do my very best. Editing might be a real fun time, but we'll, we'll do it anyways. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, as I mentioned, uh, the Sonore. Is that, am I saying it right, uh, Florian? Yeah, yeah. Sonore uh, Festival up in Montreal, Canada. I guess it's technically Montreal, Quebec, Canada, right?
1: Yeah, but we're, we're not uh, a country. Uh, the country. So
0: yeah. You should
1: you should that the word, the right thing to say you should say Canada. But okay, uh, okay. Quebec Quebecers like when you say Montreal, Quebec. Uh oh. I don't I don't I don't mind both. Uh I like both. So Okay good.
0: That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh and we're also just yeah so so um Derek from Lincoln Guitars, um, he went up and got to hang out with Florian. We were actually planning to go, but weren't able to. Sad, but true. So hopefully next year we'll be able to do that. So, yeah, we had two awesome, amazing Luthiers hanging out together. And that's really cool. Uh, so we're going to talk to them and find out, like, you know, what was, what was the deal? What are they like? What, uh, why should we care? I know we should, but they're going to tell us why. In the meantime, we are going to get on with it. We need to find out what's going on in our music worlds this week. I'm really sad that I'm sitting in this room all by myself, but c'est la vie, right? Is that how you say it, right? (laughs) Let's start start with you, Todd. Yes. What's going on in your world? Uh, Why, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. This week, I got a... (laughs) This is funny only if you follow the rest of the episodes, but I'm really not a fan of Stratocasters at all. I I really do not like them. You so, got a Strat? N- well, no, but I had to work on a Strat. I a friend at work, his kid got a uh, a Strat, and you know didn't really know how to take care, and it. it's been a while since he played it, and uh, you know I told him, hey. If, if he ever needs a little setup and needs a little, you know, working on it, bring it in. So he brought it in. It's, you know, good-looking little guitar. It's a it's just a little squire. Um, I took it back and send, then I'm going, I'm like, oh, man, I got to chain the strings on a floating trim and the strings are destroyed and, and need to clean, the, the, you know, just need to work. There was still all the plastic underneath all the bolts and, every, uh, you know, the screws and everything. So I basically right. took... I, you know, I took the neck off, took the plates off. I took everything off so I could get all this crummy plastic off and as a result, had to take all the strings off. So then I had to refloat the tremolo and that it's just, it's a, it's a very, very time consuming (laughs) thing to to do if you take all the strings off, if you don't take all the strings off and do them like, you know, leave your, leave both E's on, I suppose it, it will do the, the trick. And you won't have well, to, you know, refloat it. It's but
1: it's a, it's a, it's a guitar that requires a lot of work when you when you work on it because, because of the tram. Yeah. You me.
0: Yeah. So I learned some stuff. I had to go to the YouTubes and find out. Okay, wait a minute, because <laughs> because I was a big dum dum. And to be honest, I'd never have restrung a floating tram, So naturally i just kept tuning it and tuning it and tuning it. i'm like no nah, that sounds like right. whoa <laughs> right. and then i look up and i've got like a vertical <laughs> a right vertical trim uh bridge sitting on uh, end on end so i was like okay i'm an idiot i forgot to <laughs> i forgot to block the trim <laughs> right so i had to go back and do all that but hey i learned a lot and that was that was the fun part and i love working on the guitars and stuff but right. i still don't want one so <laughs> Florian, what's up with you?
1: Um, well, mostly recovering from Sonora. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was pretty intense uh for me, my wife and uh, three other organizers. Uh-huh. Uh um, Is that because
0: back, is that because Derek is a wild man?
1: Oh yeah, he's partying <laughs> yeah.
2: and- I I really made things uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it was it was super chill. And uh, but um, I got myself a present uh, at Sonor. Nice. And uh, I bought an Empress uh, Reverb. Oh, cool! Yeah, because um, I, I I love reverb, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, Steve was there with the with the, with the table, and uh, and uh, I draw on that pedal uh, the yeah. whole the whole weekend. So I say, okay. Fuck okay. it. Yeah, <laughs> let's, do, uh, let's take that home and uh, I'm really happy. I'm That's cool. Since uh, since Sunday and uh, there is a lot in there. Like you can, there is like humor reverb, tremolo reverb. There is a beam, a beer mode.
2: All right, Derek.
1: Um,
2: I'm I'm also recovering from Sonor. Quite a bit less so than Florian. Um, I had a lovely trip up there. It was it was mostly very. Um, for me, you know, very sort of re-energizing. Um, there was you know I had I just got back late last night. Yeah, did um, mostly doing some admin today, getting a little bit of work on the guitars done. Um, had a week in Montreal and it was it was the best.
0: Have you been to Montreal
2: before? I have. I have. My wife and I went um, a few years back um, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's, we, I'm yeah, really we, fond of that city. Yeah, it just uh, feels different up there. You know? It really does. It, you yeah. get there and you're like,
0: I'm not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> yes, and yes. like in in
2: the best possible way. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But, yeah, but everyone, everyone at the show, and just anyone we ran into in the city was so nice, and it was it was it was fantastic. That's cool.
0: Well, you know, Derek, when I had you on uh, very early on in the show's early days, you were one of the first guests, and. Yes. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was great. Um, now the only downside of that is that you didn't get to do the one, two, one, two,
2: three, four on the floor. Okay. Um, my four would be uh, uh, Boss DD20. Okay. Um, which I've had pretty much since it came out. Um, like, and it's it's been through it's it's been through some gigging hell. Uh-huh. And I've never, never, ever had a problem with it. I think it's sort of, um, like I've kind of bought and sold a whole lot of delays that were all kind of did amazing things, but I just, I've just always had that pedal.
0: Uh-huh. What, what's um, so a, that. I mean, there's an awful lot of delays out there. Is there, Right.
2: what,
0: what is it with that particular one that you're just like, no, I'm going to stick with this?
2: I think it kind of had to do with it was the first sort of good pedal I ever got. Like, um, I was was talking to Matt, who I share the shop with, about the old Dan Echo pedal. Uh And, like, that was my first actual delay pedal. So I have, like, a weird sentimental attachment to that. Mm -hmm. But the DD20 was, you know, sort of having tap tempo. You know, it does the weird, like, there's the warp and the twist Mm -hmm. that you can do on it. You know, I just it's just a good sort of proletariat delay pedal you know like i've spilt i've spilt a lot of gin on it and it's been (laughs) it's been it's been thrown at things and it's still ticking yeah i i I, and i actually kind of like that kind of crisp digital delay you know Mm -hmm. like almost almost more so than uh like the various tape echo kind of emulators Mm -hmm. um like i've you know i've done the like strymon rigmarole and like uh um i i have an h9 which is kind of cheating Ah, right. Um, but but that was more of like a space saving endeavor, and I'm really just using kind of the arpeggiator on that and uh-huh. some reverbs. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Interesting.
0: Cool. Um, All right, what what'd you got for number two?
2: Number two is um, the uh, I um, August from Otis Amps. When he came through town, he left me a prototype of the old Blood Noise Fault, and, and it's it's kind of my favorite just sort of dirt pedal right now and i have a weird thing about i think like everyone there's the whole no one's ever really satisfied with their kind of overdrive or distortion setup Mm -hmm. you know like it seems like that's what gets swapped out the most right um but i really love it it's it's like not transparent it's like a real mean bastard it's um (laughs) like it it, like it's that i've never been good with like sort of tim type pedals or like subtle drives because it's the. I think I was talking to Florian about this. It's like when I have a pedal, like my expectation of it is that it's always a ring modulator, <laughs> you know. Like, like, like I just, I just want it to make a horrible noise immediately, right? Uh, um, you know, which, which I think is, I don't know what that, how to account for that.
0: No, I <laughs> but, get it. Um, I, like, if you step, like, I think that way. That's been my trouble with fuzz as of late. Uh, which really? is why I was chasing, uh, a Devi ever Torn's peaker. You know, I had gone through a couple muffs and, you know, um, uh, built one of my own. I was just like, it just isn't present enough. Right. And then I got yeah, this muffs- and I was like, good gravy. Here we go. Right. You know,
2: right. It, it just cuts. Oh man. It's- muffs are so tricky, man. Cause it's like, they sound so good when you're by yourself uh-huh. and then, in, and then in a band setting, it, yeah. it, it, it's totally different. Yeah.
1: It's, well, it's, big, it's, it's mostly because they, they like mid, mid-range. Yeah. Um, so because it's so scooped and uh, sometimes it can be like tricky to, to play in a band. Mm-hmm.
0: Right.
1: So you really should get a, f- a fuzz that has an insane amount of mid-range so you won't get lost in a, in a band setting. Yeah.
0: I feel like there should be like a different classification for that effect altogether. It is a singular idea but it is a very broad spectrum right now. There's like oh, amp yeah. sounds completely different than right. than a than a, a, a fuzz face. Right. And um a Russian muff sounds completely different than the, uh, you know a lot of the b- uh, boutique builders that are that are doing things like, you know, um uh, hungry robot or or Debbie ever or you know everybody sounds they sound different enough that' it's, it's kind of like you know muff is a uh, proprietary term but it right. really is like it sounds like a muff or it sounds like a splattery fuzz or right. it sounds like yeah, an awesome it's a
1: different effect yeah yeah
0: yeah anyways yeah. uh okay cool so oh my other thing about the chasing the dirt right right I'm wondering if if we do that because there are so many options yeah it, it, your brain just goes like you know it's the grass is always greener kind of syndrome right you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah Well, i think that's a problem yeah well right. we if you, if we you, like if you gear, call that so a that's problem.
0: a that's it's a good problem they have yeah yeah <laughs> it is it is you know
1: you can uh, you can you can see that as a problem and or see that as fun yeah
0: <laughs> i see it as fun my oh, wife yeah. sees it as a problem <laughs>
2: right.
0: Yeah. all right so what do you got for number three
2: um, three, actually, three and four are both fuzzes. Um, um So the three would be the Last Gasp Super Silo Fuzz '88.
0: Holy moly! I've not heard of that. Uh,
2: it's it's great. It's this um, Australian company that's run by this Japanese guy in a noise band called Defectro. I think it's what it's called. Um, and it's like a you know, it's like the MXR sized enclosure, mm. um, but it, it's got six um, mini switches. wow and and like a cv input um so you can and it's just like an oscillating fuzz but depending on how you have the the switches set um it can go from just like like a splatty sort of gated fuzz to just like horrible 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 oscillating just noise and it's it's um it's great it's like a pedal like you step on it and you bum everybody out (laughs) and 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 it's exactly what i've always wanted out of fuzzes. Which which is which is my main problem, honestly. Like um like when I had a big board, it was like fuzz, 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 fuzz. Uh And then like a delay in a tuner. Uh (laughs) Um but no I love it and I've had it for a while. It's actually broken right now through no fault of its own. Um it's just been played a lot. Mm -hmm. Um but that whole company is is great and everything they make is super weird and with varying degrees of how usable it is depending on um you know what type of a player you are but um
1: as, I want, as far I want the the mystic cave delay yeah. from yeah. then yeah. wow that's that's a great pedal the, the mystic yeah. cave yeah it's like a delay but um in the repeats of the delay you can control the like uh, some kind of a weird uh filter mm-hmm which which you can control with uh, an expression pedal oh wow it it sounds it sounds like no no other delay it's it's really weird uh you sh- you should check that out on on, uh, on youtube uh, it's a blue pedal with uh, like three knobs on the side and uh, yeah it's, uh, it's wow. a great pedal and this is
0: yeah. uh let's so the the brand name is one more time
2: it's a last gasp um, art laboratories
0: okay last gasp mm-hmm art yeah. laboratories. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Woo. And and they're um yeah,
0: they're they're amazing. Australia's um, they have got some great pedal builders down there. Yeah, they do. So okay, so let's get to number four.
2: Um number four is just a zvex Master Trunks. Um it's one of those pedals that I've like bought and sold so many times. <laughs> and I I, <laughs> I just I, I just end up rebuying it because it it does um it does a thing, you know, like there's so much low end in it and you can do the it's the splat yeah
0: um
2: it's it's more controllable than the super acilla fuzz but i just like that you can like just the low end is is really present and it cuts through better than a muff yeah and it's 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 one of those things that i for a long time i sort of resentfully had it because it you know as with like a fuzz problem you feel like there's something kind of pedestrian about it it's mm-hmm. it's like a it's like having a ds1 or something
0: yeah um,
2: but yeah. but you know but like the ds one like it's 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 probably not like ubiquitous yet, but it's it's good pedal. and I had the woolly mammoth for a long time, and I actually like the Mastertron better
0: interesting what what yeah. so what is about the characteristic of the Mastertron that you like better than the woolly mammoth?
2: Um, it has like a it's got like an input impedance um, where you can kind of push or kind of chill out the signal some, which affects how. Um, well, I mean, I guess the practical part of that is for different kind of output pickups, but um, but you can it kind of changes the character of the fuzz. You can pretty much control just the waveform, like all the way from uh, just broken sounding to like really full, like almost distortion rather than fuzz. That's a
0: really interesting thing that you just said with uh, about the pickups. I may not be familiar with a uh, pedal if it is out there that does this, but and maybe you just said that uh that's what this is but i like the idea of having like a really wicked fuzz pedal that if i'm like oh guess what i'm playing my humbuckers there's a switch that will best you know acclimate to of that or oh no dropping down into my telly whoa okay flip that switch and it it changes the profile is that kind of what you're saying it does
2: um yeah kind of it's it's um yeah because it's that thing of you know the pickups will um i don't know if this is correct like um Florian and I, we had drinks with um, Seb from Ground Control Audio, mm-hmm. and he was explaining a lot of things that I sort of thought I knew about pedals, mm. and and apparently I'm sort of mistaken. Uh, and it was it was very very interesting. But as far as I know, I think that the Mastertron, um, you know, changing the impedance, it, it does sort of if you have hot pickups or like a vintage wind. You Can get kind of the same character fairly quickly.
0: Um, I got, I've actually got two emails asking, Hey, you should have ground control audio on, and I'm like, Oh, you okay, should. I am, everybody, <laughs> yeah. they're coming yeah, on he's in a, November. <laughs> Seb, Seb, Seb is a great guy, yeah. So, a, that's in November, yeah. so everybody just hang tight. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Uh, cool. cool man that's a that's a solid four. I love fuzz and drive, so I'm always excited to hear what other people are playing. And just out of curiosity since you were talking about the Zvex stuff um, and did you ever tamper with the um, the fuzz factory?
2: I did. I've had like a couple yeah. iterations of it. I had one of the my old ones like oh. in the early 2000s mm-hmm. um, and I think really the only reason why I stopped using it was because. Um, it was one of the ones that it didn't have like a DC jack you know you had to it was battery only oh um, okay and, and, I, and I have a penchant yeah, and I have a penchant for leaving things plugged in sure. so it was it was just uh, having to have batteries around became kind of a nuisance yeah um, and then I had one of the sort of Vexter series ones yep. that I I had for a long time and it was it was I was sort of swapping the input cap out a lot mm. just trying to f- different values to get more low end out of it mm. Um, and I kind of stopped using that when I got the Mastatron, and the uh, the Super Silo fuzz is so much gnarlier than the Fuzz Factory. I gotta hear um, this pedal,
1: man. It's it's rad.
2: Like um, it's, you, know, it's you,
1: know, you never tried a Fuzz Factory, Todd?
0: No, I have. Well, so this last one, I I had um, a Fuzz Factory and the Devi Ever and a uh, Hungry Robot all in in my uh shopping cart at reverb oh yeah yeah and then well, i just kept watching the videos and the one that i kept wanting to see was the devium i'm like well that does it so i gotta get that one right right now
2: i i actually got just got the eruptor and it's pretty cool yeah yeah nice.
1: and you should uh if you can todd you should try also the Frazz dazzler from, oh yeah uh, doc, from dr scientist yes that's uh that's on my board and it's i think it's never leaving the board yeah cuz you you have like a three band eq mm-hmm. um, you have like a, a gain and after that you can control the there is two foot switch on it so you can control the one is the bypass and the other one controls a second stage where you can um, starve the fuzz if you want oh yeah so that's you, cool so you can have you can really have two fuzzes in one without like uh, tweaking the knobs and so you that's... can have like a real splatty one and another one that sounds more like um, I don't know uh, a, a classic or a more classical fuzz. Interesting. This is giving yeah. me a good
0: idea for a, a potential future show where we can reconvene nice. and just talk about fuzz. Oh,
1: oh yeah, man. It would, <laughs> man. That, that would be. That's like the never-ending story.
2: The never-ending story. What's that? Yeah, that's a dangerous thing, man. Yeah.
0: I, th- I think I think we need to do that for sure. Okay, let's get on with this. Uh, so, uh, what I neglected to do for those listening and who haven't necessarily gone back to the backlog—if you're listening on iTunes, you might have missed the Lincoln uh, episode or maybe even the Millimetric, because they only want to show you 20 of the last episodes. Please go to the website, and you can find the, all of the episodes. And it was—they were really great. And just for anybody who doesn't know, Derek makes just some absolutely stunning guitars out of austin texas
1: i played them and uh, i can confirm yeah (laughs) cool thank you florian
0: yeah and florian makes some deliciously weird awesome guitars up there in quebec as well Uh, that's
1: that's a good that's
0: a good description yeah i mean deliciously weird it's very smart very smart too yeah one of the reasons that I personally gravitated towards both of these uh, guys' designs is that they're also making many, if not, I'm not going to say all, but I know that you guys make a lot of your own parts. That is so totally different from someone who's just assembling stuff. And you've also come up with, your, with completely unique designs, which is rare. So for those who have not experienced what Lincoln Guitars and or Millimetric Instruments does, go and check it out. Check them out on Instagram, check them out on Facebook, check them out on their websites. We'll get to all that later. Thank you, Todd. Thanks, Todd. You're Thanks, welcome. Todd. Make checks payable to Todd Nowak, <laughs> um, okay. I, thought, and, I thought it was PayPal. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> let's talk about Sonor, which was a, an awesome guitar show up in Montreal. And I'm not going to be yapping about this. Florian, tell us the setup for what this thing is.
1: It's been a couple uh, years since uh, Montreal didn't had um, a guitar show, a proper one, uh, which uh, because before we had like the um, uh, the Montreal guitar show, uh, but since 2011, if I'm not mistaken, it came to an end. So uh, we were lacking uh, a guitar show pretty bad because we have we are a city that where. We have, like, a lot of builders concentrate in one uh, in one city. So uh, I I really wanted to uh, do an, a new guitar show. And uh, I met two other builders uh, last year at uh, the Ottawa Guitar Show. Mike Sankey, the, the organizer of the Ottawa Guitar Show, told me... I, I told him that I wanted to start a new show. And he told me, well, you, you should talk to uh, Joël Barbeau and Théo Cazorian because they they're starting, they want to start a show uh, also, so and we got in contact and we started talking, they wanted to do a show more about acoustic guitars, classical guitars, where I wanted to do a show that would be more on the electric side and the pedals and also modular synthesizers. So um, we got together, we we started talking and uh, after a while we, we just to ourselves well we should we should uh join our our forces and uh try to make something bigger with everybody involved in one show so that won't be like a, a repetition of uh of show for control for so we did and uh almost a year later uh had the, the first Sonor festival uh, i think
0: it went pretty great and uh
1: yeah, we had like uh, 45 exhibitors, and uh, most of them were acoustic guitars, but we had like a fair bunch of uh, electric guitars and uh, pedals, and uh, we had like 440 four uh, four uh, visitors. 440?
0: 40. 40. Okay, because yeah. I, I thought you said thousand, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, you,
1: um, you had four hundred and
2: forty thousand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was almost half a million people.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm usually mistaken between the thousand and the hundred. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well, the metric thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that well, feels also, like a really good turnout.
1: Yeah. Also, given the fact that we didn't had, um, we didn't do a, a, a whole lot of publicity. We we just. Uh, did the Facebook, Instagram, uh, a little bit of uh, you know Craigslist and uh, KCG posting, mm-hmm. and a few, uh, a bit of posters in the in the city and stuff like that. So I guess yeah, it's a, it was we were really surprised. I I think on the on the Friday at eight we were like, what is happening? It's it was full and it was pretty cool. I'm I'm really happy with the how the show went on. That's great
0: to hear because that, I mean, that just proves that you have a, whether you knew it or not, you have a, a very a, a thriving guitar community there. Oh, yeah. And so it's just always good to hear, you know, when when people are surprised. When we have the shows down here in Columbus, like when people are setting up, and you're looking around and you're like, well, I hope this doesn't suck. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then then you can't even walk down the aisles, you're just like, it's, it, this is crazy like all these people just came to hang out and do guitar stuff I, it's it's a it's a great feeling so congratulations on that and thank you if if you are listening and you're in the Montreal community well done for, for going out and supporting uh the community that you uh th- that you're passionate about um and I hope that you everybody got to, to meet Florian and, oh. and all the other builders
1: I think one thing that uh, makes Montreal special about the, the the guitar community is that we have uh, a school of Louis Oh, oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. We have a school in Montreal. Uh, it's called the uh, Bruant uh, School, or L'école Bruant uh-huh. in French. Um, and we <laughs> and we we'll, we also have uh, another school in Quebec, the the, the Quebec City School. So. Uh-huh in between the two cities we have a really we have a lot of uh, students coming out the school each year and so it results in a in a really high a high density of luthiers uh in both cities so that's why we needed a we needed a show in montreal that's awesome
0: that's really neat i didn't even i didn't know that those schools were even were there um yeah so Derek, from your perspective, coming in, you know, from—I uh, uh, mean, let's face it—Texas and guitars right. go together pretty well. So, you know, sure. uh, it, there's your guitar world is much more populated, and you're somewhat fighting upstream because of that uh, on a daily basis. I'm sure, despite how awesome your your actual product is, there's just there's a lot here. So, right. Tell me about your experience with going into like a totally different market and, and seeing that community.
2: It was it was honestly it was the best guitar show I've ever been to. Um, it's it's the only one like I did this year, um, but I've done you know like Nam, and you know like Guitarlington, like with when I worked for other companies. Okay. Uh, it was I always wanted to do the Montreal Guitar Show um, before it got before they it got shut down in like 2011. I don't know. It was a very different. Um, sort of guitar show experience, like especially as as a kind of a vendor. Um, you know, i think I think Florian and um, the other organizers did a really good job of It had more of kind of like a gallery feel. Um, it wasn't the you know the the black tables with a black velvet background like in a convention center. And um just the sort of the community part was really interesting because there are a lot of builders like in Austin. Um, and you know I, I sort of talk to them occasionally. You know, we don't really hang out, but it's it was Florian took me around to a couple different co-ops up there. There was the, the Atelier de la Corde and um, the Mile End co-op. Um, and it was just really nice to see, you know, it was it was like 10 builders just all in a room. That's awesome. Um, just it was amazing. Just kind of just working. And like those two co-ops had really different sort of feels. Um, but it it seemed like it was sort of like people that sort of found like the right place for them, you know. Yeah, it was. It is was there great.
0: anything like that in in Austin? I mean, I know you know you just mentioned you're not necessarily having, you know, omelet Sundays at your house, right? With all the- <laughs> right.
2: And you know, I would I wouldn't mind. Like um, like I talked to, you know, I I've been trying to set up, you know, just hanging out. Like Copeland is here, um, and I think we we keep running out of town at different times to check out each other's shop, and mm-hmm. you know, um. And there's there's just there's a few builders like Cardinal is here and um, like Magnolia and there there's a few other builders but it's not I don't know it's also there's also something about being kind of like a walking city yes, you know? yeah like 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 the way life moves is a little bit different
0: yeah yeah know? I mean there's but, parts of Austin that feel like that but
2: then there's also sure. like parts that are yeah, completely it's, not it's, it's yeah it's pretty spread out it's like there's parts of it where it's like walking like in los angeles you know
0: yeah where
2: it's like just a lonely feeling mm-hmm. just you know cars driving by um like my shop is you know i share it with two other builders um like matt from needham guitars and greg who's does mostly repair right now but he's about to start building and we kind of set it up like that because we were all sort of working alone and losing our minds in our various um you know dark holes where yeah. we stand all day yeah um so it was it's it's just been nice sort of having a space and bouncing ideas off people and you sort of you just learn things just by like standing and bothering people you know like i I was talking to florian about there's some processes with that i've been doing the same for like 10 years and then you see someone do something different that makes so much sense and it would have saved like weeks or months of your life
1: (laughs) and it's
2: yeah and it's and it's just force of habit and like whoever taught you how to do something um you know and it's i think people you know you kind of fall into traps um process wise sure um so it was really kind of amazing to see um the co-ops and um well, uh,
0: wait, what, one thing that you just mentioned which was um you know you falling into traps and doing things you know your own way right. you know i think part of that is is our own fault as humans, um, you know, right. resisting change or resisting the new? But yeah, also, we're just creature,
2: creatures of a habit. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I think there's also we are we're prone to competition and we are prone to I figured this thing out and right. I'm not going to give it away. Right. Which oh, is, see that I, especially in the creative community, I think that right.
2: exists in a disproportionately I, bad yeah. way. Yeah, I, I, I agree, but I think, um, I don't know if it's just who I've been talking to, mm-hmm. um, like Florian and I talked about this a lot of the whole like secret process thing or secret vendors thing. Like it's not any good for anybody, right. you know? Cause it, and it's like, um, you know, there's been so many builders that have just sort of graciously offered things up, you know, without asking or like I was, um, like I was up there and the, one of the hardest things you can do is source proper acetate celluloid for tortoiseshell. Mm-hmm. And Nick from Ireland uh, just gave me a piece, and it took him two years to get it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's like this mysterious, like there's one factory in Italy and there's a factory in China, and like the minimum order is like 60 grand or something. So if you get a scrap of it, like, you know, you you yeah, you hide it, and it's it's really hard to get.
1: And, yeah, he just gave it to me. And, well, um, I, I, I think on that is uh... – well, it's a it's, i think it's a luthier thing when you when you like somebody's right. work and uh you want you glad to meet him you you wanna you know you wanna make a yeah. you wanna give you wanna give him something you know so right. and uh, yeah that was a that was a really cool present you you got yeah I really like, like super nice um
0: Speaking of the torch stuff, um, you might want to talk to Tony from Pick Guardian. He was just telling me about a, a huge order about that.
2: Oh really? Yeah, I will i send it an email. <laughs> it's yeah, tortoiseshell, it's it's hard, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: so uh let's talk about you said that there is um what like about sixty percent acoustic and is that fair to say or was it more or less or?
1: Uh yeah, uh, I um don't remember the exact numbers. I think we were uh thirteen electric luthiers and uh, around twenty something uh acoustic classical and uh, archtop builders. Mm-hmm. And after that, we had like uh, seven, seven or eight uh amp uh, modular and uh, pedal builders. So. That's cool. Uh, it's it's just that uh, usually there is more uh, acoustic builders, and the. Why do you think that is? Uh, in Montreal, it's probably because of the schools, uh, because there is a lot of school and uh, a lot of student came out each year, and there is a lot of uh, builders on the on the scene so and not a lot of them will do um electric mm-hmm. uh, probably because when you i think that's one uh one thing when when you try to when you start to build acoustics uh you kind of uh, i think you you don't really want to go back because there is so much stuff you can do in in acoustic building and uh you you kind of uh drawing into the rabbit hole i think i think i'm not sure mm. I, i'm not an acoustic builder so i don't know
2: derek um as to why there's there are more acoustic builders
0: well it just seemed disproportionate um uh,
2: um i think i think it probably just um as, i think probably just had to do with there's just happens to be more acoustic builders up there because that's what the school focuses yeah. on yeah uh-huh. because um, they're
0: french yeah
1: because
2: <laughs> they're, they're french um so
0: well tell me what about um you know i'm sure especially derek i'm sure you ran in you had a good time perusing new build you know seeing new builders and meeting new builders it'd be great if each of you guys could just tell me about you know one or two builders or guitars or something that that like you that really caught your eye that really excited you <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, it was it was very um, it's, you know, the thing where you see pictures of uh, guitars so much and you're not really sort of curious as to what they're like in real life. Like the, I, I got to see some builders that I've sort of looked at forever and never had I've never gotten a chance to play one in real life. Um, I think like as far as like electrics go, um, it was I really enjoyed checking out Daddy Mojo guitars and then as well as uh, obstructures which I'm I'm sure that was a highlight for Florian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were, and, you know, they were, like, pretty much everyone I talked to at the show, or everyone, like, they were just sort of lovely people and, like, very open to talking about process. And it was, it was, but, you know, those, like, those two I really enjoyed. Um, I, there was a lot of acoustic builders, that you know, that's out of my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it was, you can just, you know, something you pick up, like, a, you know, a handmade instrument and you can just kind of see all the minutia and all the details. And mm-hmm. It was like Joel, one of the organizers, uh, at the, like Barbeau, like his classicals were amazing and uh, Theo Kazurian, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, those dudes, the De co-op people like Marcotte and Dalglish, which I'm not saying correctly.
1: Uh, Dal- Dalglish, yeah. Dalglish, yes. yeah, Antoine. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, those guys. I'm was,
1: impressed that you remembered
0: as many of those names as you were able to. She made Christmas. Well, we
2: we we, we stood in a room a long time. It was it
1: was really
0: great. <laughs> Florian, before I get into my next question, how about you?
1: Um, well, for me, um, well one one thing that was special, uh, and uh, Derek uh, mentioned mentioned it uh, just uh, just right now. Um, I was super glad to to get um, our structure. On board, and you you might remember our the the interview we we did, and uh, that's one of I think if not the biggest uh, influence for my first guitars that I did ever uh, like design wise. So yes. I, w- I was really happy to to get them on the show. I just I just uh, texted uh, Matt one day because we. Since uh, I did my first guitar, we we started talking on uh, on Facebook, and uh, it's been like almost uh, six years and something. And um, yeah, I just text him one day and say, "Oh, I'm organizing a show. Would you like to come? I would be very honored to 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 get you on the show." He just replied, "Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me check with the with the two other guys." And uh, so that was. For me, one really special moment to once to first, firstly to to meet Matt and uh, and the two other guys, Brian and Nate, but also to to try the guitars because those guitars I was I've been watching for almost 12 years. So and to oh, this was the first
0: time you met him in person.
1: Yeah, and and uh, and the first time I was able to try the guitars. Wow. Oh, because you, you don't see them every day it's it, it's really rare it's solid uh all aluminium construction uh-huh. and and not a lot of people are used to play that and so that that was for me a pretty huge moment uh, in, in my luthier career
2: that's great <laughs> if, if I may they were they were amazing
1: oh yeah yeah super they cool. they're heavy but uh, they're they are you you want to play some some stuff some different stuff on on that you don't you don't you don't play what you ju- usually play on those guitars. Yeah. And after that, I think well, uh, that that count also for for you, Derek, and uh, and and for Ma- and for Matthew, because yeah. uh, I, w- I w- I've been watching you work for 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 the, a lot of uh, a few years now. So, but apart from that, I would say uh, also on the on the pedal side. I would say uh, I was really glad to get Montreal Assembly uh, because that I think that dude is a is a real genius when it comes when it comes to pedal design and finding new uh, new effects that are that doesn't exist mm-hmm. like at all. So uh, yeah, i have to it's, get uh, him on. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I was really glad to to have him at the show. That's cool. Uh I'm
0: so bummed that I got I wasn't able to go. I, I, if, if nothing else, it just would have been great to hang out with you guys. Um, how Derek? Tell me about how you felt received, or you know what were some what were some things that you heard about your work.
2: Some of it was actually stuff I was saying where um, people were talking about how you see a picture of something often enough, and you kind of wonder how that translates into real life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and the hope for that is that it doesn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was just very happy that the guitars made the plane trip and, um, and that, you know, just that they got to get handled, you know, um, it was, um, you know, I, I think the guitar got taken off to the, uh, to kind of the ISO boost a couple of times and it was nice to get, you know, feedback about kind of playability and sort of fit and finish, um, from, you know, just people that happened to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, just, I also want to interject quickly um, Basically um, I made the trip up there It was because I wanted to play a Millimetric
1: um,
2: <laughs> And and that, that did not disappoint at all And I, I got to see a couple guitars That are being made for friends And um, And they're, They should be excited That's like, cool it's, Yeah, it was, it was, thank, it was really really you. nice Thank you, Derek uh, Oh, thank you
0: I, you know, my desire to go there, not before even knowing that that um, that Derek, you were going to go, was not unlike that. Like, yeah, I wanted to go, I absolutely right. wanted to go hang out and and ma- cause some chaos with Florian, right. but I really wanted <laughs> to try one of those guitars. Yeah, and then it's, when he's like, yeah. "Oh, Derek's coming," I'm like,
2: "No." Yeah. <laughs> no you you combine like getting to hang out in montreal and hanging out with florian it's kind of it was kind of a no-brainer yeah um i'm i'm sad matt who i share space with wasn't able to come up but brought, brought yeah, like I, his was, I was up.
1: i was bummed too yeah yeah but he's mm.
2: i've been i've been relaying uh tales from the chums from the festival to him and um but ne- if if they'll have us next year for sure yeah um, i got a
0: plan better yeah. for that for sure yeah.
1: um well i i have a plan- uh i'm planning on on maybe uh going because i i really have to go see chicago one day mm. and uh i'm i i would really want to to go to uh the columbus guitar show it is oh, yeah. uh it's
0: it's fun it's pretty interesting um yeah there's there's a lot of builders there or, well, it's not, I shouldn't say it's a lot of builders. There are a lot of builders, but there's, it's, um, it's almost like a gear swap and a right. show combined. Um, right. uh-huh. speaking of that going to Chicago, I, if, if any of you guys are into it, um, Alchemy audio has that event coming up on October 15th, um, where it's a gear swap and show. Um, oh, wow. so oh, nice. yeah, we're, uh, four of us are heading up there and, Um, we're gonna we're gonna hang out and have a couple couple tables there for various uh, you know jared's gonna have his pickups um actually chase from chasing vintage i think is gonna be putting a table up there too so um and cool yeah his guitars are are
1: pretty. yeah i'm I'm looking forward to to play one one day yeah yeah me
0: too so um do me a favor, if you guys can, would you put up some photos of the event on our Facebook group? Sure, no problem. Awesome, and uh, I, I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, this is this is a shorter one than normal, but I appreciate you taking your time to to share what happened, and and um, you know, it's always great to talk to to you guys. So more in the future, I'm sure. Let's yeah, Transition into getting out of this thing because I know Derek you got a hard stop so we're gonna we're gonna make that comfortable yeah, got, for you.
2: Yeah I gotta go jet in like 10 ish minutes. You bet.
0: All right. <laughs> so we're gonna do and I'm you know what I'm just gonna do this since since Jared's not here. Would you rather nice <laughs> nice nice. <laughs> Anyways he does it very clap? well he likes doing that. That's his thing. Okay, for our would t- you rather this episode this truncated but action-packed episode we're asking in a telecaster bridge position would you rather have a lipstick pickup or a p90 i know that they don't fit in there normally don't get hung up on it this is this is, <laughs> this is fantasy make-believe imagine that either one of those could sit in there all right florian
1: uh, I will have to go with the lipstick because um, I used to own um, a Danelectro guitar mm-hmm. that I really liked a lot, and um, the pickups have something like really special. And depending on what is in the neck, uh, it could sound really, really awesome. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with the with the lipstick because P ninety on the bridge can be not dark but a bit dull i think Mm -hmm. so yeah okay
0: that's good that's solid derek
1: yeah
2: um i'm also a i'm i'm very fond of dan electros um sort of sentimentally but um but i am i'd have to go with p90 Mm. um just because i'm p90 everything always forever (laughs) um (laughs) I just, it's, I don't know. That just, it, that just works for me. Like, I'm, I'm, I am happiest um, with, like, a P90 going into, like, a 5E3 type amp, you know? All right. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. my, that's my jam.
0: Okay. How about you, Toad? You know what? I, I love P90s. I, I do. And. You never, you never end up going with the thing that you you start out saying qualifying, <laughs> right. right? So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna go with the lipstick on this one because I like my telly, I like the you know I like this, the the bite that I get out of that, and I think having that in in the lipstick yeah would sound great. I think a, a P90 might be a little soft in there for my taste. Um, but who knows, because I've never seen either one of those. in there. So. <laughs> That's a thing. All right, both of you oh, guys go oh. make a guitar with each of those in there. Go and make.
1: <laughs> can, I, can I just add a, a shameless plug? Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, the Fear the Riff gear show in New York. Uh, next October, so uh, if any of you... Wait, this coming uh, October,
0: like 2017 or 18?
1: 17. Fear the Riff. So uh, there will be, like, uh, a lot of brands. I'm going there with uh, Ground Control. October 7th, there will be, like, All Blood Noise, uh, I think... uh, Earthquaker devices, uh, there is there is a lot of builders in there. Electronic Audio Experiment and a lot of others. Uh, it's going to be, a, it's the first year too, so might be like Sonor and uh might be fun. <laughs> that,
0: that sounds way cool. I would love to do that. I know that they just had a, a pedal yeah, show Stormbox. in
1: Brooklyn. Yeah, the Stonebox exhibit. Yeah.
0: Um, well, all right, we got to get Derek out of here. So I'm yeah. just going to wrap this right. up. Hey everybody, big thank you to Derek from Lincoln Guitars. Please go check him out. Thank you to Florian of Millimetric Instruments. Please go check him out. And you guys, please feel free to ask any questions. Feel free to to give shout outs to any of these guys online if you see their stuff, like their like their stuff and find out more about them. Guys, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Yeah, thanks thank you so much again for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll do it again soon. We won't wait for fuzz. I'll just have you guys back on. How about
2: that? Okay. Sure. <laughs> oh, no, I would, I would be down for fuzz, man. Oh, yeah, me too.
0: So, hey, everybody, we want to thank our executive producers for the support of our podcast. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, David Wolfson, Matt Brammer, Carlos Mancha, and a new one, our new friend, Pete Marshall. Thank you guys so much for supporting our show. It means a whole bunch to us. If any of you others would like to become an executive producer, head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs to find out how. And you don't have to just be an executive producer. You can just be a, a supporter of, of other tiers that we have set up for you. Anyways, have an awesome time until we speak again. Go do guitar stuff. Surprise! I don't know why I said surprise. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.